0: Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I am your host for the week, Austin Pryor, and my guest for this week is Luke Allen. Say hello, Luke. Hello. And this is minute number 21. Our minute runs from zero hours, 20 minutes, and zero seconds, all the way up to 20 minutes, 59 seconds, and 24 frames. All the way up to zero hours. This is minute 21 of Glass Onion Our minute runs from 0 hours, 20 minutes and 0 seconds all the way up to 0 hours, 20 minutes, 59 seconds and 24 frames. Our minute starts with Miles revealing that he's been playing Blackbird on the guitar that Paul McCartney wrote it on, brilliantly establishes the relationship that Miles has with each character as they come off the boat and ends with Miles interrupting his own sentence, I'm so happy to meet, in order to stare at Andy... Who he clearly was not expecting. Uh, so uh, yeah. So thoughts on the? I was going to say thoughts in a minute, but thoughts on the on the film first, Luke. Where do you stand on this?
1: Um, so, I'll I'll be honest. I feel like um, I'm in a real minority. I loved the first film. Yeah. This this second one didn't do anything for me. I felt uh, both times round. I felt like it was over long and I didn't really care about the characters and it lost my attention about halfway through. That's like, I really, really wanted to like it, but it's it's, okay to be wrong. It didn't work. It's okay, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, everyone else seemed to love it. I remember my, my family enjoyed watching it when we had it on, but yeah, it just, in the first one, I liked the characters more, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. well, it it definitely like this film definitely rubbed me up the wrong way a couple of times during its run in in ways that I won't talk about until we've kind of later in the season, maybe visited those minutes. And I am uh, hosting a future minutes. But um, but uh, overall, I love it. And it really like, yeah, repeated viewing for me is the it has has like really made it made it stand you know what i mean it, it maybe
1: viewing me. number three will fix it for yeah, me yeah keep goodness. up keep it up um, keep at so. it.
0: um yeah so we're we're meeting everybody in in order here now and and birdie is the first because in last week's minutes she ran up the gangplank straight away or the pier whatever you call it um because of course that's her character and she's now like um talking to him about the song the guitar paul wrote it on
1: I know, legit, right?
0: But look at your face,
1: it was worth it. Oh, my friends, my friends, all my old friends.
0: He reveals this incredible fact about um, the guitar being uh, the one that Paul wrote it on. And uh, just worth it just for the look on your face, which is a real rich guy thing to say. Like, it's just... I just wanted to do that on this guitar. And then he immediately doesn't care about it and literally drops the guitar with yeah, a lot of uh, it's, fun it's sound effects.
1: And of course, whilst the song itself was was last um, minute, um, I, I would just like to say that Blackbird is probably one of the most beautiful songs ever written.
0: It's it is. It is an absolutely fantastic song. It's, it's a little and bit... And not
1: the only Beatles song in this film. No. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's uh yeah well there's a clue before you even watch the film that you know uh, if you know your Beatles (laughs) that you know and of course Knives Out is called after a Radiohead song so I guess which English band is going to be the name of the next film is the question um or maybe just which band that um uh uh Brian Johnson's a fan of whatever um yeah so yeah so we've got this like revelation about the guitar and then he just drops it like it's like it's nothing because that that joke for him is over that gag gift (laughs) is kind of done and um but like i love this interaction between himself and uh birdie here because it's kind of like I mean, we don't know at this point in the in in the film if the characters have any kind of history or whatever. But we see they are kind of flirting, and it's a it's a it's a longer hug. Um, nothing compared to the level we're gonna get to later in the minute. Um, but you you do get the sense that maybe she likes her she likes him, or maybe she's just one of those flirty people and that's how she relates to people because she's doing that kind of friend flirt of like um but she's doing that friend flirty thing about the way with the way she interacts with them and stuff you know and it's and it's it's there but you can kind of tell there's nothing going on between them or maybe it's one-sided or something you know
1: are we allowed to hug after the whole men in black thing? we can hug oh god at it oh we're oh. allowed to hug yeah, yeah, it is quite. It, it's quite impressive how yeah over the course of this minute, which is it's such a lovely, easy minute to talk about. Because yeah, you yeah. Get to kind it's of go so much going through on. all of our characters, almost like a chorus line yeah. um, through them. But it's like, it's, it's it, the, the the chemistry and the performances do do a heck of a lot. That even just like, I mean, obviously I've just come out of watching the film, but
0: um, so next up is Claire and Claire's whole approach it just like comes off as a performance to me um, and then we kind of see evidence of it during the hug but like she's just you know are we allowed to hug yet after the are we allowed to hug after the whole men in black thing and I didn't get that line at first I didn't get that line at all until I really thought about it and, and kind of was going through it minute by minute What did did you do you have a take on that line or
1: um, no, but it is now the time to confess that I've also n- never seen Men in Black?
0: Um, I've actually never seen Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't, uh, it didn't uh, interest me at the time. And then I have heard it's good over the years, that the first one is good over the years. But
1: yeah, it's, n- it's, been on my, it's been on my shelf as a thing that I will watch at some point. But I've never just woken up and thought, I'm going to watch Men in Black today.
0: Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard the first one's good. But um, so in Men in Black they famously use, and you might know this just for the pop culture reference, that's how I know it, they use a mind, a mind uh, eraser thing where you can erase certain memories and implant other memories in their place. And uh, that is like a silvery sci-fi looking thing. And the thing that in last week's minutes, Ethan Hawke um, used on everybody and sprayed into their throat... Um, Uh. is, is a bit like that and that's what she's talking about maybe that was obvious to other people but to me I was like I did not know when I first watched this movie what she was talking about and even when I got these minutes to look at I was like yeah there's that weird line um uh, it
1: kind of jar me as weird because it just felt like the sort of normal pop culture reference that people make even if it's something you haven't seen it's just kind of like yeah "Yeah, that's probably it's like you know first time I watched through community like half of the gags I was like that's probably funny exactly yeah yeah I'll just
0: give a courtesy laugh because I I probably I get yeah there's often jokes where you'll get the structure of them and the well that must indicate that that particular celebrity who I've never heard of is this kind of person or has that kind of political beliefs or, you know.
1: Oh my goodness, that's my favourite film, an obscure yeah. straight-to-DVD thing from the 90s that no one's ever referenced before, you know, and it's... Yeah, but it's, then isn't
0: yeah. that, like, and I, I'm i inclined to agree with you, but then isn't that just the kind of um, recognition factor, the member berries, you know, that just, like, part, part oh, I know, you know things, that, yeah, a... I know that thing, therefore that's funny. It's like, well,
1: I think um meta jokes and innuendos should work in the same way in which their mere presence isn't what makes it funny yes you also could look at, um, at humor theory and things and you know humor and comedy comes from a benign violation
0: oh uh, yeah i mean it's like there's there <laughs> you know there are no absolutes it can definitely be that the reference itself can be the you know that the the style is the substance so to speak this isn't a joke in the movie. And it's also not even a joke that Claire's making. It's more like just a, th- a throwaway kind of like yeah. it's, it's reasonably humorous, but it's not a, a gag gag, you know. Mm. Um, nobody's meant to be like outwardly actually laughing. Oh, that thing is like that thing from Men in Black. It's just, but, it's but just I think- the, that's her shorthand describing this sci-fi gadget. Uh,
1: but also I think it's that weird period... Uh, in media which we're probably just getting to the other side of in which it was like right are we acknowledging that this happened or yeah. are we pretending it didn't you know it's kind of like um
0: yeah definitely but i don't know if we are at the tail end of it because now i think we have to have the period of like the pandemic movies movies set in it like movies dealing with it where we like yeah you know th- i think there's a long tail of of um of this where where it goes to like vietnam movies still being made in the 80s or whatever you know that it's like yeah, that it's, that's true. it's yeah. just because we haven't had this might be the biggest movie that in any way kind of features like lockdown life and stuff like that because i know there were yeah, there ha- there were pandemic right. movies that came out quite early and there were like COVID Mm. acknowledgements in other movies. But I I can't uh, think of any... There hasn't been like a COVID-19 movie, you know, in in a big way.
1: uh, The second Borat is one of the first things that's come to me. Right. But that, I don't think, was quite as big as they expected that film was going to be. I understood why Zoom movies were a thing, but it was after... a about six months in lockdown
0: i was like yeah i'm done uh yeah absolutely we'll see yeah. <laughs> claire is uh having her hug with um edward norton uh, uh miles and she i almost think like part of the reason she's asking can, are we allowed to hug is that maybe she doesn't want to <laughs> because when she's actually in the hug, she puts on this really sour face that she's just like, eh, okay, yeah, yeah, and gets through it and then can't wait to get out of the hug and as she pulls back, plasters a smile back on and just goes, oh, honey, you know, and just like, you know, this this very, um, yeah, this very fake. Well, we know it's fake because we've just seen her, uh, her face change behind his back. Um, so that just sets up her ambivalence I guess um, towards Miles and um, that he just wants to be this host he he loves the idea of everybody loving him and uh, yeah that's what's driving him and then poor Peg comes up who is being treated as a non-entity here um, he just, he's just he's saying like he basically says Duke straight away just as Peg is looking up She's like, even carrying Birdie's dress, it's like she's in a servant role. Um, Miles just doesn't see her, basically. He's, he, she's the hired help. She's here as his assistant, which is fine by him. But he's like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, it's almost like what he will say in a couple of minutes time, you know, not part of the experience at all, you know. <laughs> so I think, and he just moves past and he's just like,
1: Duke. hey, buddy.
0: Um, peg just does a little kind of shrug face or kind of a okay and awkwardly kind of sidesteps and is like yeah shows a bit of attitude as well so she shows a bit of peg you know this
1: is a dream not a dream
0: wide awake
1: (laughs) Um,
0: which is just perfect Uh, and so then duke and he like miles maybe a bit of a chameleon as well because he changes his kind of attitude to like a manly kind of hey hey man and and does goes in for the kind of clap handshake thing i don't know what you call it that low five kind of thing and then pull into the hog and then i uh, uh, just a gag about like him not being able to breathe and get his words out when he squeezes him with the big with the guns whiskey wow i just i love and um yeah and that big big bear hug uh, but there's much more about the Duke Miles relationship that's about to be revealed in the next person which is whiskey so um, so whiskey so uh, yeah he just steps back and he's like whiskey wow I just I just love that necklace but as he's saying that he's not gesturing it's like it's like he's gesturing to her whole body first and then, like, zeroes in on the necklace. It's like, what's the socially acceptable thing for me to say? Uh, plus, is there significance to that necklace? Maybe. And then, and then he's like, I'll just say necklace, because then, because what I want to say is like much less appropriate and is about much more of you than just that. <laughs> and so it's it's so like even before they hug, he's being so inappropriate and so kind of creepy with like, wow, you know. I uh, I just I love that necklace, you know, and then uh, yes, and then they come in for the hug and it immediately looks like an established dynamic among these three that we've got like Duke is used to this and is already kind of awkward and doesn't know where to look. And they're just in this like way too long, way too lingering hug. She's throwing both her arms up around his neck and like kind of hanging off him. And they just start to sway like lovers. And we cut to um, you know, Birdie and Claire looking on with like kind of disgust and disapproval, and 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 Birdie maybe a bit of jealousy registering as well. But uh, like the re, I'm, I know I'm only just I'm just describing what we see on screen. But the reason I am go I'm going into the details it's just beat for beat this section is so amazing especially this is kind of the juiciest bit of the minute in terms of like the number of interactions and the amount of kind of group dynamics going on and it's so brilliantly done and this is kind of like it's it's everything coming together it's obviously the acting on on screen but that's supported by the casting and that's supported by the the vision that Ryan Johnson had for this whole thing by conceiving it, therefore it's supported by the screenplay. You know what I mean? So it has just really solid filmmaking all the way through. I know it's not working for you, but I assume you acknowledge this minute works really well.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, but by this point in the film, I was on board. Yeah. Um. You know, I was I was ready to be taken on the journey, and I think everyone has been very well cast as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And there wasn't like a pinnacle moment where it's like. Oh, by this point it lost me. Yeah, but like I just kind of wavered out. But both first time round and this time round, at this point I was on board, which I'm very glad at. Um, also means, given the the format of the show and the the not referencing other minutes, that the point in which my mind started to wander and I will stop being bothered um, isn't now, <laughs> uh, and so I can pretend I know more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I I I enjoyed this, and I
0: um so to break up this this moment and and uh, end the kind of torture for himself and then uh, Lionel uh, so he's like my man good to see you buddy and this is a very quick hug this is a very perfunctory kind of you know you two, you two, man and it's just like maybe it's because we already know at this point they work together and so they would probably see a lot of each other although remotely presumably be during the pandemic and um, so we can maybe excuse it for that reason, that they just see a lot of each other so they're not like having a reunion hug. They're just like, hey, buddy. Um, but it also hints that there's maybe something going on. There's some uh, ambivalence there as well. And um, yeah, so then, then Blanc, uh, yeah, so then Benoit Blanc is the next. Uh, yeah, so it's it's just hello. And even before this moment is cut off it's already a bit awkward and, and, and Benoit starts in on the big oh I can't express my gratitude enough blah 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 and so yeah it's it's a there's there's something awkward there as well you know so it's just so many layers and of course now we, we won't really discuss Andy in this minute because she's cut off but we see her and we see the beginning of Miles' reaction to her and he's obviously shocked to see her for at this point in the film, of, uh, you know, obvious reasons that we've established that um, they don't get along and, and and everybody's wondering why she came. And so, uh, yeah, so that's our that's our minute. And it is just, like we say, you know, jam-packed with, with character.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like the main points of this week are, <laughs> we, we've probably about half of our good points have been have been used in episode one, um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll 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 figure it out. But yeah, it's solid opener for this minute. And um, when I first opened up the the minutes uh, to see what we had, I was very sort of relieved to see, oh, there's stuff to talk about because <laughs> yeah. it's,
0: it's. I mean, there is. There's other stuff going on in this film. That, uh, in this minute, there's beautiful. Beach photography that is worth, uh, worth kind of uh, drinking in, and there is even a view of a certain bulbous glass structure in the background of a, a couple of the shots, and uh, but we'll get to more on that later in the week.
1: Are there any no- notes that that we need to cover? On no, this one? we'll do. Or was that just another our, Monday our question?
0: Was just, do you um have you did you see the film on its original release? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess the only other thing to cover is, like, my answer to the question, did um, did I yes. see it? Like, I, I really wanted to see this film when it came out in the limited cinema release. But I didn't know when it came out that it was going to be so limited. And um, I wasn't able to see it the first week. And I was really wanted to get my wife, Darina, to get to see it as well. And so it just, we couldn't organize it. And then it was just gone. And, of course looking back i should have known it would be a completely limited release because netflix don't want people enjoying themselves in the cinema um and uh so so it's yeah so it was kind of shut down too early and i was really i i was wondering why it was it was cut off so early i was like i thought it was only in for a week and then of course i discovered later that was a a specific thing that netflix did and um because Netflix were kind of not very kind to this movie in a few ways. Like they, they gave it that stupid um, title, the, the glass onion and knives out mystery when it should have been glass onion, a Benoit Blanc mystery, Um, which is like, you know, I get their commercial justification for, they want to put the, put the thing about knives out, but it's like, just put knives out on the poster and put knives out on the, you know, from the makers of Knives Out, or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be in the title. It just seems, um, it, it seems excessive. And I know Ryan Johnson wasn't happy about it. And um, it, even before I heard that, it it did smack of like studio interference, or whatever.
1: Well, yeah, because I don't think I think this also stands enough on its own that if you haven't seen Knives Out, like you're also fine. Definitely, I mean, it's and that's of, part of the reason kind of... that
0: he didn't want. That's part of the reason that he didn't want it to be called that. Um uh, I mean,
1: it's like Daniel Craig and franchise. Uh, you know, with, with with Bond, it's the same sort of thing. as you can kind of pick up. oh uh, yeah, you can maybe pick maybe up. You can, can watch. You can watch labor.
0: any Bond movie at any time. I think all the the Bond movies across. Yeah. But I think there's they more. Do have more they build more of, in the yeah. Daniel Craig one, especially yeah. like if you haven't seen like if you watch the the the, the final Daniel Craig one. I think you'd be pretty lost if you didn't uh, if you hadn't watched anything up to then. Um, I just but
1: Bond be- Bond before Daniel Craig.
0: But Bond before Daniel Craig then, is very much like this. It's yeah. episodic; they're kind of interchangeable. You don't even know watching Glass Onion if um, if the if Knives Out happened before or after, and it doesn't matter. I think I think yeah, no, maybe okay. Glass Onion did happen after because I think he seems to be a little bit more famous in this world than he is in the world of knives out i'd have to re-watch knives out to know about the little references and the lines about world's greatest detective or whatever people call him you know um but i i get the impression that he's more famous in this in this world at this time you know
1: the pop culture references as well i don't know like is it I'm assuming I can't remember. I'm assuming they were first. Oh yeah, of, of course we know one. exactly so when this would... film is set. Well, it's that's set it. So yeah, yeah. Did, there...
0: And then and then Knives Out is probably yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a stupid thing to say now that I realise exactly when this is set. Yeah, but more broadly, the my point is that they're not. It's not a sequel yeah, it in the sense it's... that it builds on the characters from the previous one. You know, they're standalone stories. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think that was another part of the reason that um Ryan Johnson didn't want to call it this. but uh, I think that's uh, I think it's time to wrap up our discussion for today. um thanks for joining me, Luke., uh, do you want to pick one of your many podcasts and film and TV projects to plug today?
1: You know what? Uh, since we're both here, what they if they haven't already, they should tune into this week's Bowfinger minute. <laughs> and, um, yes. And uh, hear us talking about Bowfinger. Unless they don't like us and then just listen to another week of Bowfinger Minute yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, if, uh, if, yeah, if
0: anybody in the movies by minute community is out there who who specifically doesn't like either or both of us, uh, I'm sorry for you this week because this all goes out the same time. Bowfinger, our Bowfinger minutes and our Glass Onion minutes. Uh, I I've, I've not I've been so relevant in ages. This is great. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's good. And you know, for a bit of difference uh i actually liked bowfinger so good good you get it you got a yeah. different dynamic um <laughs> but uh but yeah i was uh so i guess yeah check out that have you got anything to to plug yeah off if,
0: if if the listeners are interested in um dusting off some old episodes of my own podcast you'll find malkovich malkovich minute minutes at malkovich net, and um it's uh, yeah, there's 25 episodes up there. There will be some more. I was someday. also on that for a bit. So you were on yeah, that I'll... for five of those, <laughs> and um, yeah. So, where can our listeners find you on social media, Luke? Uh,
1: they can find me. The best way is by going on Twitter or Instagram and looking for Ask Luke Allen Ask um, Luke as my Allen. handle or um, at askseekknock.co.uk.
0: is that right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, So, listeners, come and connect with us, uh, with the show, on Twitter, at GlassOnionMin, all one word. And if you can, rate, review, and make sure you're subscribed on the podcatcher of your choice. That's it from us today. Be sure to come back for another Glass Onion Minute.